0: Y'all are way too kind. Y'all keep talking while I get set up, okay? So it's not like okay. I'm gonna need some helpers though. If some of y'all would like to look up some verses for me, that gets you involved in it, so you're not just listening to me the whole time. I have several verses. So anybody, any volunteers in here? I can read them all, but okay. All right, Miss Keeley, Ephesians 1:19 through 23. So that's a long passage for you. So Second Corinthians 10:5, Miss Becky. Matthew thirteen fifty eight. Okay, hold on, Lily. Right? I'm working. I'm not good at names. I've always been that way. So, <laughs> it's not old age. Yes, you're Matthew thirteen fifty eight. Anybody else on the back row back there? No. Okay. All right, Cassandra. Um, is it Cassandra or Cassandra? It's. I've been calling you the wrong thing. It's Candace. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> And she has so nicely just acknowledged it every time. Okay, Candace, I'm so sorry. Okay, Psalm 34, 14. Anybody else? Okay, all right, hold on. Holly, Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 5. And I still have more. Anybody, anybody, anybody? Oh, Miss Linda. Okay, Psalm 25, verses 1 and 2. Psalm 25, 1 and 2. I have a few more. Anybody? I don't want to leave you out. Okay, all right. Okay, well, I am so excited to be here, and this honestly has been amazing. My husband and I were talking about it, and it, is, it has been one of our favorites, and I think part of it is because we've worked with teenagers for so long, and I think everything here is so scheduled. I love that, in a good way where it involved you. You didn't just come here, listen to speaking, go home come here, go home, like, it's kept you involved. Everything was planned. I felt like we were on teen activities yesterday, and that was so much fun. We're all teenagers, just in older bodies. (laughs) I mean, but mentally, we still feel, don't we? We feel like we're a teenager. We feel like we can do all that. But I do want to say thank you so much to um, uh, Miss Becky and Miss Joy both of y'all you've just put so much into all of this and several of you the cooking I love how y'all have come together and I just I just think it's amazing so I want to say thank you to all of you because all the hard work of putting all this together wouldn't happen if it wasn't even for all of y'all just taking the hard work of working all all your circumstances to get here (laughs) you know there is no couples retreat if it just Miss Becky and Miss Joy show up (laughs) you're like okay here we go (laughs) it would be a couple but We wanted more than that, so I'm glad that you came. I'm so glad that you're here. Yesterday, here's a funny little thing. We were looking for the fun time candy. You know how it said fun time candy? Duh, it's right as soon as you walk out of round one or whatever, one round or round one, whichever one it was. And we found it after we had already turned in our thing. It was like, there it is. It was like, oh, okay, here's another funny. The funny is whatever the the photo booth thingy is, like all that, we couldn't find it. We couldn't find it at all. We literally hopped in the booth and took pictures because my husband my husband, th- my husband thought, okay, well, maybe it's going to come up on the screen for the code after. He's like, I'll pay the $7. So we have three, three things of pictures to remember our Florida visit, which is actually kind of funny. So anyway, I was like, because I said, I think it, I don't, I don't know, I don't see a code. So I was like, maybe it's just the dot com. Let's just write that That's down. Awesome. So uh, I told him, I said, Watch it be out here, and that's the place that we didn't. Anyway, it was just funny. But I, I have had a great time, literally, spending time with you. And I think that has been the difference is there's so much time together. A lot of times at couples retreat, you divide, you know, like you come for the sessions, and then you're poof, you're gone. But I think the unity here has been so great because you've incorporated so much of just the games together, the going and doing stuff together. has just been awesome. So thank you. I know you didn't come here for that, (laughs) but I did want to say thank you. So we're going to pray. We'll ask God to help us. I told him this morning, I said, first of all, I've been praying for the rapture. (laughs) I was jumping up in the shower trying to help him. (laughs) Come on, Lord. But I guess there's a few more souls that need to be saved (laughs) before the rapture happens. And he said no. So it's okay. But (laughs) I have been praying literally about this. I just went to the bathroom a minute ago. Made sure there was nobody else in there. <laughs> okay, here's the crazy woman that's talking to herself in here. But the Lord and I just had a conversation. I told him that I refuse to come in here. And I refuse to waste your time without him showing up. Because I don't have any words for you. My word really does not matter. But his does. And so if I come in here, I can talk. I'm a girl. I can talk. But to come in here and just talk without him showing up will truly waste your time. So hopefully he will do the talking and I will hide behind the cross and you won't see me, hopefully at all. Hopefully it will be a little bit bigger than this so you don't even have to look at me. You won't see me shaking, but hopefully it's all about him. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for who you are. And Lord, I do pray that you would use this time, Lord. Our marriages are so important. The home is so important. And Lord, I pray that you would help us. We've taken this time to just focus on you, your word, our husbands, our families. And I pray, Lord, that we would open our hearts to what you have for us right now. In your name I pray, amen. Okay, now total waste of makeup day. Last week I was speaking at a ladies' retreat. (laughs) and I have a visual that I was doing, because I love visuals, you'll see in a minute. But I had a visual on my face, and when I took it off for the rest of the time that I spoke, there was mascara. (laughs) total waste of makeup day but it's okay it's all good okay so we talked yesterday we were in here and we um the this the session that we were doing on the 10 fatal phrases or whatever i was talking a little bit about um you know how expectations how i expected so much and i want you to think back to when you were first married think about to how wonderful oh my goodness you were so excited i mean it's something we dream dreamt about our whole life right and so we've been dreaming about it and thinking oh so we do we have a lot of expectations and things that we thought and I told you I thought okay we'll have him devotions me devotions us devotions everything devotions you know and I just something that I had dreamt of and I was so worried about me wanting to have that 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 I lost focus a little bit about God doing it because it's something I wanted to happen. And so the Lord reminded me of a lesson. I remember this. When the girls were little, Angel's three years old. Gabby is one month old. And I wanted to have pictures, family pictures. We are finally, we have a family of four. You know, we had them with Angel, but we don't have them now. We have a new one. It's not just the three of us now. There's four. Let's have pictures. Okay, here we go. I'm a nursing mama at the time. Hmm. That's a whole nother level, you know? And so I thought, let's go have family photos. So what I did was I planned a day of photos. Not smart. Hello, what was I what was I thinking? Olin Mills, though, had a free 8x10, and so we were headed to Nashville. So that's a 30-minute drive just there and a 30-minute drive back. Then you have your photo session, all of this. So I'm, I'm just so excited. But I thought, by the time we get back to Murfreesboro, Walmart's also doing a free 8x10. So then we can get two 8x10s, and we'll just do different outfits, and then at least we have two free 8x10s. I don't know what I was thinking. His brother is like a professional photographer. So I don't know what I was thinking. I know, I know, dumb. I know, but that's okay. So I, we did. Here we went. We, we got there, and the first session already was hard enough, you know, and you're changing the outfits, So it was like, I think, three outfits for that little just see whichever 8x10 it was that we were going to like. And now we're headed back to Murfreesboro. Angel's three years old, and she's just like, ah, you know? And now we get to Walmart that's in Murfreesboro. Gabby is not having it. She is starving. And if you have ever nursed, if you've ever been a nursing mama, my body is telling me she's starving. Stop crying. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, mm. she's screaming. The three-year-old is over it, too. Angel's just like, she doesn't want to smile. You ever have family photos like that, where they're just like, and you're like, smile. And you're like, are you you kidding me? I want a real smile. It's just very frustrating. And so I'm just like, I'm almost in tears. The baby's screaming. It's like, okay, put the finger in the mouth or the passy or something, pull it out. And they're like, (laughs) that's a great pic. I'm just like, by the time it was all over, I was just like, and I really, I was just like, just smile, just smile, just smile. And the Lord taught me something. Um, I, I, my focus had been wrong. So he slapped me upside the head with this thought. Are you more interested in getting um, and just looking good and just looking at the part? Or am I more worried about the people in the picture? I wanted, I wanted the picture to look great. But it wasn't about them. It's okay, it's okay, it's going to be, just smile, just smile, just smile. Just look good. And all of us want wonderful marriages, don't we? But not just that it looks good to you, marriage. So the Lord kind of helps me with this. He said, Christy, are you more interested in getting more of God in your marriage, which is what I wanted? Have devotions this, devotions that, devotions, 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 let's do, you know, or are you more worried about God getting more of you in your marriage? And I was like, oh, no. I wanted him to get more of Kurt, <laughs> help Kurt to be the one to, like, no, he wanted more of me. And I was just like, wow. So today, that's what I'm going to speak about, getting more of God into my marriage. Um, in order for that to happen, it means change. Like it, lump it. My dad would always say, take it down the road and dump it, but it just means change. And I don't like that. How many of you do not like change? Anybody in here, you don't like change? Oh, me either. I like the say I like I'm a planner, and I like, especially if the change happens and throws my little plan out of, you know, it's off kilter now, and I'm just like, what? And a lot of times that's how God works, you know, because it's not about me, it's about him. Um, but I was thinking, how many of you have moved before? Have you ever moved? Okay, okay, keep them up, keep them up. I think that's almost, okay, two have, okay, all right. When you move, it's a crazy fiasco, is it not? There's so much going on. Well, the Lord spoke to my heart about things as ladies that we need to move out and things that we need to move in. And so in my life, here's some things I need to stop touching, sorry, some things that I needed to move out. So as you look at that, in order for God to have more of me, I need to get some things out. First thing that I needed to move out was I needed to deny Satan's authority over me. And I know that I'm, I'm saved. I have asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart and save me. And that is wonderful. But sometimes I still lived not to please him. Does that make sense? More about pleasing self. So it wasn't like I was living for Satan, but I was living for self, which means I wasn't living for God. I was living for me. And so I needed to deny Satan's authority over me. He has no power over me outside of what God allows the circumstances God allows, I get it. Um, but he has no power outside of that. And here's what the Lord taught me with an umbrella. Okay, our husbands, are. if we have a chain of command, obviously God, right? God. But then underneath God would be who? Our husband. And then us. And that is, what you're saying, that makes total sense, except for it goes completely against what God's word says. It does. I get it. Hey, listen, you're not, you're not alone. Every single one of us in here feel exactly what you just said, and that is one of the curses that happened in the garden. We want to be the one who's in charge. It do, but that doesn't matter. But that doesn't matter. Okay. Well, let me, let me show you just for a second. Just for a second, okay? Let me just show you. If it's, it's me and God, I answer to God, right? I answer to God. If my husband's wrong, he's making a in my eyes, a stupid decision. Come on, be honest. He's doing something that I think, are you even kidding me? That's so dumb. Why can't he see it my way? Watch. When I put this umbrella up, and I brought two umbrellas, one I'm borrowing, but if I put this umbrella up, which is funny because when you step outside and it's lightning, we're holding like a metal rod that actually makes me laugh just a little bit. Let's walk around with little metal rods. <laughs> but, but when I do this, when I come underneath, this is my husband's umbrella of protection. If I want to go outside, like it was pouring the other day, it's pouring cats and dogs, and guess what? I don't have that umbrella, I'm not protected. So now, guess what? Everything, all those elements are going to get me. But if I hop underneath this umbrella, guess what? I'm protected. It's the same thing. God, if my husband is wrong, he is my umbrella of protection. And as I stand underneath him, whether it's right, whether it's wrong, he is the one who answers to God. And guess what? He's the one. God takes care of him. And you know what? I just stand under here like, woohoo. Praise the Lord, I'm dry. And honestly, and it doesn't make sense, but watch. Here's a different umbrella. This one doesn't have that choice, but this one, Miss Joyce, has that choice. This one right here has an up and down. Oh, so much better. <laughs> so much better. But hers also has a down. So so watch. I can decide. Oh, I'm going to stay underneath. But that up and down is up to me. I can also decide. You know what? I'll stand underneath here as long as you're doing things the way that I like them. This is actually pretty cool. But the minute that you do what I don't think you need to be doing, I'm going to tell you all about it, and I'm going to let you know who's boss. And God says, really? And I get that. I get that. But honestly, what God has to say is if I will honor, guess who gets the blessing? I get the blessing but my umbrella is my husband's As a married woman, as a married woman, as a married woman, he is my umbrella of protection. So as I submit, which is does not come normal, that's not easy. Submitting, I don't want to submit. Let me just be honest with you. How many of you want to submit to your husband? Nobody's hands are raised? Are you kidding me? How many of you it's a struggle to submit? Please raise your hands and tell me I'm not alone. Okay? Yes. How many of you, your husbands, have made ridiculous decisions in your eyes? Yes. And you're like, are you kidding me? And how many of you have been blessed because you allowed God to take care of him? Unreal. Let me give you a story, okay? We we went to an amusement park. Angel is a baby. Okay, she's six months old. Boom, six months old. Okay, so six months old. I'm nursing at the time. She's you know, getting up throughout the night. I don't know if we still are, still wanting, you know, like to eat a little bit. I don't know if yours is or not, but um, is it Nathan? Is that his name? I probably, totally, I remembered a name. Okay. <gasps> Candace, sorry. But I remember Nathan. <laughs> I scored one point. Okay, but here I thought, oh, it'll be so much fun if we go to this amusement park. Okay, we're just going to go to this amusement park as a family. It's a two-hour drive to get to this amusement park. The night before, let me back up the night before. The night before, we had gone to a swimming park, which was so much fun. Guys had their time. The guys got it when the sun was out. We're the ones who want the tan. Are you even kidding me? Miss Lily, I was not blessed with beautiful, like, nice, dark-skinned. A lot of y'all have, Christy, you've got dark skin. Let me tell you, I'm not buying no white <laughs> a tan, peel, poop, white. <laughs> I'm like, oh. and so, And they gave the girls the night time, so we're not even getting this sun. The guys don't even care what their legs look like. What? Well, it's okay. So anyway, I'm a nursing mom. I leave my baby with a lady to take care of her. We have this much time. Fine, I'll be back in time for feeding. We go to the park. We hop back on the interstate. We're ready to go home. It's the day prior to going to the, I have to tell you this story to make sense. We're headed back. We get lost. There's no GPS. There's no anything. I have, 15, 20 girls with me. I'm driving. I'm following behind a bus. And the bus, somebody cuts in front of us. So I was like, no. No, you didn't. (laughs) We are going to be behind the bus. And the bus, no turn signal, just hops off. And I'm like, so now I'm like, I'll go up to the next exit. We'll turn around. Surely, we can reach that bus. So I go up to the next exit. It doesn't have an on-ramp back on. Are you even kidding me? Like, to come back the other way. So stop at a gas station. They gave us the wrong directions. We're driving, 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 driving. I'm like, are you kidding me? Two hours later, we're way out. I'm like, Lord Jesus, I need somebody to give us directions, please. And the whole town, wherever we were, shut down. This is in North Carolina, like Walkertown area. The whole town is shut down like at 830 at night. Here comes this police officer. I was like, thank you, Jesus. He gave us directions. We get back. So I get back at like 3 o'clock in the morning. My baby has been starving for a little bit, and I know all about it, because I'm like, I'm going to pop if I don't feed this child. So we get back, feed the baby. Next day, I'm like, let's go, let's go. My husband said, no, no, no. He said, why don't you just stay back and just relax? I'm like, no, let's go and be a happy family. This will be so much fun. I feel sorry for the people who go to amusement parks with these little babies. I'm like, what were you thinking? (laughs) You poor soul. You know, the baby's sweating, the mom's sweating. I'm just like, oh. So here we go. We go to this. All the teenagers wanted to spend time with him. Brother Kurt, come ride this with me. Brother Kurt, come. And no, no, no. I'm going to stay with my family. So
1: here we are. I said,
0: Kurt, listen, you go, with the, you go with them and we'll just meet up at lunch. I'm okay. He left. I don't have any money. Every water fountain has been strategically placed in the sun. So the water fountain water that's even coming out is like boiling water. You know, it's like so hot. The air conditioners in every single bathroom at that park are out, so I'm in a stall because there's no like nursing place to sit down. In a stall, with my leg propped up, trying to feed this baby while I'm sweating, she's sweating, and both of my children did like 40 minutes. To, they, they took 40 minutes to eat. I'm just like, Whew. I've had nothing to drink. This is from like 9:30 in the morning. It's noon. You're supposed to drink tons when you're nursing, <laughs> tons of water. There has been nothing. I've chomped. I think one thing of ice, you know, because I'm just like, huh. so finally, here comes lunch, okay, so I show up at lunch, and I'm looking for him, I'm a little bit, mm, but st- it's okay, it's okay, I should have asked for money, I should have worked all that out, it's my fault, we get there, there's no Kurt, there's no Kurt, there's no Kurt, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I act like everything's great, because all the teenagers are there, like, well, if you see Brother Kurt, tell him I said hi. You know, on the side, i like, tell him I want to talk to him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, so the day goes by. Seven o'clock that night, we're supposed to be meeting in a big amp- amphitheater, however you say that, and a special is coming in. So it was a whole bunch of churches that had gone to this, and we're having a big church service. We get there, and he's like high-fiving the guys, and he's like carrying on, having a great time, and he sees me coming. He's like, hey, babe. he knows something's wrong and he's like what's wrong well i don't want him making a big scene and i'm like we'll talk later we'll talk later okay okay he's like what is it what is it and i'm like we'll talk later okay let's just sit down okay okay <laughs> we sit down i didn't hear a thing that the preacher talked about because i was boiling at this name i was so upset that he told me he would meet me at lunch and he hadn't been there and i have had no water this whole day he spent the day With the teenagers. Not one time did he check in with me. Now, had I listened to him in the first place, stayed in the hotel, this wouldn't have been happening. So it really was on me. It was on me. But I still, I was so upset. This was the family vacation, family day that I had planned. Are you even kidding me? So the preacher preaches. I don't hear a thing that the preacher says. I'm just sitting there. And the whole time the Lord is working on my heart, Christy. And usually, here's what I would do I would be like, Right? Just let him have it. Let him know exactly how you feel and let him just have it because he wasn't there for you. He wasn't there for your family. He was gone the whole day caring about him instead of his family. I didn't. It gets over. We're walking to the van, and he said, Christy, he said, can we talk now? What's wrong? I said, it's okay, Kurt. It's all right. It's okay. I said, I promise you God's, God's got it all under control. It's fine. It's just me. So we walked to the van, the girls' van, guys' van, girls all load up on the van. He loads up on the van. It was a two-hour drive. And here is what I said, sick him, Lord. <laughs> let him have it. Show him that he was wrong. You know, like he should have met me. He should have, instead of telling him, you should have, you should have, you should have, you should have. Why didn't you? Why didn't you? I let God handle it. When we got there two hours later, I had calmed down. I was fine. He comes and opens my door. He's like, Christine. He's like, I should have been there for you, and you haven't had anything to drink. You had the baby the whole time. He said, and this was supposed to be about us, and I'm so sorry. I just, I ditched you the whole day, and please just forgive me. He couldn't stop talking enough about how sorry he was wrong, how bad he was wrong and how sorry he was. And he walked me up to the door, and uh, he got all the kids taken care of, and then he came, you know, into our room. He's like, I'm just so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me tell you, every time that we took the teenagers after that, he never forgot about me. And when I let God handle it, instead of Christy taking it into Christy's hands, because I, I would have destroyed him with my words and let him put him in his place. And had I done that, he wouldn't, if they change for you, they'll change back. But when God gets a hold of their heart. So I had to give him to God and say, okay, Lord. So the first thing that I have to move out is Satan's authority over me. Ephesians 1, 19 through 23. I don't know who you are. Okay, so that's talking about God's power. God is so powerful. He's over all. It's talking about he's amazing. He's awesome. He's wonderful. He's in charge of it all. Satan has no authority over me. If you have Jesus Christ in your heart, you're a born-again Christian. You can never, ever, ever lose that. You are secure in Jesus Christ, which is awesome. But we also still daily have a choice. We're going to live to please him. We're going to live to please self. What are we going to live to please And if I am not submitting to God's command, chain of command, you have a chain of command at work. You have to submit to that, right? You have a chain of command at home. You have a chain of command with your kids, with their principal and their teachers. You don't just bypass the teacher if you have a problem with her and go straight to the principal, right? You need to talk with a teacher first and say, hey, listen, what's going on here? You don't just like, it's a chain of command. I was in a bookstore, and I was walking through the bookstore, and something just kind of caught my eye. It was like a fluorescent orange book or something, and it said atheistic Christianity. Does that even make sense? Like an atheist believes what? There's no atheistic Christianity. Let me leave you with this. Hopefully you catch this, because it got me. I was like, atheistic Christianity. What's worse? Not believing that there is a God—that's bad. We know that that sends you to heaven. Or excuse me, sends you to hell. Correct? We all know that. But stop and think about that. Versus a person who's saved, who loves the Lord, who's given their life for the Lord, but lives like He does not exist. Like I've accepted Him, I wanted my fire insurance, but I live as if Jesus doesn't exist because I have my own way that I'm going to live my life. Don't you tell me what to do. But yeah, don't, let, don't send me to hell. I definitely want to go to heaven, but like, don't tell me what to do. But come into my heart, and this isn't even part of this. It's another session that I do with teenage girls, but here's what we do. Here's a chair. We invite Jesus Christ. I'll put it back, Ms. Becky. We invite Jesus Christ to come into our life. Please come into my life please come into my heart. Please save me. I do not want to go to hell. Please come in and make yourself at home. When my children were younger, they loved to sit in the front seat and they would fight over it. So I finally made days. You get Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. You get Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The end. If you're at someone's house, it's, if it's not your day, you don't sit up front. We're done. <laughs> I'm not playing this whole little game. But we invite Jesus Christ to come in through the passenger side door. When they sat up front they wanted to control everything i don't know if your children are that way they get in they're rolling the windows up and down they're changing everything the air the everything i had it just how i liked it like uh, excuse me you're in the passenger seat don't touch all the controls right i'm the one behind the wheel i'm the one who's in charge here and i think sometimes when we ask jesus christ to come into our heart we do that too please come into my life i don't want to go to hell but you know what don't tell me what to do i'm in control i'm behind the wheel but what we, what we miss is the fact that Jesus is the key. We're going nowhere in life because he's the key. We expect him to sit over here, keep his hands off the controls because I've already got my life how I like it. I just don't want to go to hell. That's fire insurance, but that's not loving the Lord with all you've got. So I have to move out Satan's control. How do I do that? I I do that by the fact of I invite Jesus Christ to come in. I'm going to follow his word. It doesn't matter what I think. I'm going to get it out. And he said that Satan doesn't have any control over me. So I'm going to live as the Bible says he is king of kings. He is Lord of lords. He, everything bows to him. The devils believe there is a God and tremble, the Bible says. So I'm going to live not as an atheistic Christian, as a Christian who's in love with Him. Secondly, destroy any lack of faith in God. Second Corinthians ten five. I don't know who you are. I gave it to somebody. Go ahead. I have to bring into captivity every thought. I sometimes play mind games with myself, and I don't even mean to. If I'll plan, like, well, if something, this happens, then I'm going to do this and this. You ever done that? You spend, like, your whole time planning out. You've got this whole, and it never even happens. (laughs) Like, you wasted all that time, like, planning everything out, and then it doesn't even, like, take place. Like, what? And so I've, 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 my focus here has been, like, everything that I'm going to do. And God says, no, no, no. My mind, Philippians 4, 8, has to be focused on everything that God wants. What's good report? What's lovely? What's worthy of praise? What's true? All of that has to be focused on Jesus Christ, and it's not me and what I think. What does Jesus want? So I have to take into captivity. If I had handcuffs on, I have to, I have to take it into captivity, my thoughts, because my thoughts, oh, ladies, we, we have a lot of things. It's a mind game, right? A battle of the mind. So take it into captivity. Matthew 13, 58. That is the saddest verse to me. He couldn't do anything because they didn't believe he could. Things that I thought before, he'll never change. He'll never change. That's me, not I need to leave these on. My prescription is right here, so I do it so I don't have to take on and off, but then I forget. (laughs) Um, I think he'll never change. Let me take this time to remind you that if he changes for you, he changes back. When he changes for God, it lasts. But my faith is not in Kirk Copeland changing or me making him into the little cookie cutter that I think he should be. Because here's what happens. When I form my husband into what I think that he needs to be, then I don't even respect him. So in submission, it is the greatest gift that God's given us because it helps us honor him. When I form him into what I want him to be, then he's not being the leader that I wanted him to be, and now I'm upset that he's not leading my home. Well, why isn't he leading my home? Because I haven't let him lead my home. It. If he's going to lead, then I have to do what? Submit. And as he leads, I'm going to follow. It doesn't mean I'm a doormat. It doesn't mean that I can't state, you know, I'm not sure that that's the best thing, but it means he has the final call. He has the final say-so. And if it's something I don't agree with, I just, I'm going to submit and say, okay, Lord, you take care of it. And God does a way better job than I could ever do because I'll destroy and God doesn't do that. Next, get out, depart from evil. What's in my life? Listen to this. What's in your life, my life? If it were to change, your husband, my husband, would know that God lives. What is it in my life, if it were to change, God would know that, or excuse me, Kurt would know that God lives because it's something that only God could have done in my life. Only God could have changed that. Psalm thirty-four, fourteen. Apart from evil. We know we shouldn't degrade our husbands. We know we shouldn't discourage our husbands. We know we shouldn't disdain them. But these are things that we still do. We know we shouldn't grieve. We know we shouldn't all these things. But what is it in your life that's like, okay, if I would stop doing that, he'd be able to see Jesus in me. We sing the song, you know, I saw Jesus in you. I saw Jesus in you. We sing the song, when the world looks at you, when the world looks at me, did they see Jesus when your husband looks at you? See, like, wow, I can see Jesus in her. We have to next die to self, get it out. Unkindness, anger, control, that control freak, like I'm going to, no, that's not, no, I'm going to submit. And if I am not submitting to my husband, I'm not submitting to Jesus. If I am not relinquishing that over, then I am fighting against God, not my husband, really and truly. I mean, you look at the apostles. Jesus said, shake the dust off your feet. It's me they're refusing. Right? So same thing. When I'm not honoring the way that I should, it's God's word I'm going against. So my battle isn't against my husband anymore. It's against God because I don't, I, don't, I don't believe what you say in here. And I don't like it. You ever read a verse you didn't like? Because it's all over your toes and you're like, I can't even walk right now. It's like you're standing on my toes, Lord, and I don't like it. All the time I read verses and I'm like, ow thought I was a good person until, wow, you know why we think we're a good person? Because we compare ourselves amongst each other. When we compare ourselves to Christ, which is the only one we're supposed to compare ourselves with, it's like, ooh, I'm not very good at all. Unkindness, anger, control, nagging, jealousy, pride, impatience, lordship, your wants, your desires, selfishness, just even bad thoughts. And it's not thinking like wicked, like that type of wicked, but just kind of like, ooh, just mean, hateful thoughts. Um. Just any sin in your life, die to self. We've got to move some things in, though, because we've gotten the bad out. So now we're going to bring in some good. Daily desire to love God with all your soul, with all your might, with all of your mind. Deuteronomy six five. I don't know who you are. You made a gluten-free blueberry amazing coffee cake. Amazing. If you had used... All-purpose flour. And did you do King Arthur? Did you do Bob's? King Arthur. Okay. Okay. But it wasn't all King Arthur flour. You also added, let's say, four only four tablespoons of just, you know, Pillsbury all-purpose, and you put it in there. Would it be gluten-free? Why? It's, It's four tablespoons. If I made brownies and put one little tiny dropping of a dog dew in it, would you eat it? it has, it's only like that much, though. Like, so like it's a whole pan. It's not going to affect the whole thing. It's just a little tiny bit, right? It ruined the whole thing, right? Just that little teeny tiny bit. God says here, I want you to love me with all. Don't give me just a little bit of you and like give me all. I want it to be, it needed to be all gluten-free in order to be classified gluten-free. It needs to be all your soul, all your might, all your mind. Desire is just a dream unless it's directed toward an action. So it's not just a dream. We have to desire God. So devise a daily plan. Plan it out. If you're a morning person, that's your time to study God's word. If you're not a morning person, don't study God's word then. But Bible.is, let me encourage you, KJV dramatic or dramatized version, off the charts. You have a lot of wasted time. You're cleaning the house. You're not thinking about anything. You're cleaning the house. I mean, you are, because we are, but you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you're just round and round about what you need to do, and it just keeps going, driving yourself crazy, okay? Um, Maybe you're taking a shower. You're not really, but you're just, like, it's true. But you're just, you've got so much going on. That's a great time to get God's word in your heart right then, and then study at night if that's your study time. If you're the morning person, study then. Listen to Bible.is as you take your shower at night whatever. It's time to get more of God's word in. You have to desire it. So you devise a daily plan. Some it's as easy as some of you are planners like one, two, three. Some of you are one, ABC, two, ABC, three, ABC. It just depends on what kind of planner you are, but devise a plan because if you fail the plan, then you're planning to fail because it's not just going to happen just because. Psalm 25, one and two. I don't know who you are. I'm so sorry. Okay, this is how I do it. You can do your devotions however. I love to write mine down. So I'll write down my devotions this year. My word was um, but God. Everything is but God, but God. And so I've looked up but God, ran out of but God. So now I'm in for God, for God to love the world. You know, for God. So it's a lot of, so that's the word. I also like to read a Psalms and a Proverbs. If your devotions get old, it's time to switch it up. Whatever you're doing, change Change. If you're reading the Psalms and Proverbs, you've been doing it for forever, change it. <laughs> study a person. Study, study a word. Study a chapter. Study, But change it up if you're getting bored with it. But I love to do that, too, because it's got right here. And I can keep track of, and it's funny, when you start writing down your days of how many days you've been spent, and then you go back and you're like, oh, I missed four or five days. Oh, are you kidding me? This right here is wonderful. Then I take a picture and I shoot it to my husband and my children every single day. They've been getting that for years now. Every single day. My daughters have jumped on plan now without me saying, hey, send me your devotions. But It's a way of saying, hey, look, mama loves you, and here's just a little bit. And so I'm sharing my devotions with my husband and my children. Here's another thing. Have... A prayer journal. If you, it's late at night, you crawl into bed, and you're like, Lord Jesus, thank you for today, I thank you, just pray that you just help me for, and thank you for today, and thank you. For, you, know, like you say the same thing over and over, but if you have a, a journal where you actually write down. So for me, I have different days of the week, and I like to color code it because it makes it happy. But different days of the week, different things that I pray for, Sunday saints, Monday missionaries, Tuesday teachers, Wednesday workmates and bosses, Thursday the troubled sick, starving in prison, Friday family and friends, Saturday the lost, every day I pray for curse and mind. So back here, this is where is the every day for us. But then I go a step further. I had read Stormy O'Martin, or O'Martin, however you say her name, I say O'Martin. But um, she had a book, The Power of the Praying Wife. Amazing, amazing. But she takes you through 31 days of your husband's things that he needs. So it's not just like, Lord, help my husband have a great day today or help him with whatever he was struggling then. I I pray for me as a wife. I've got 30 to 31 things. If there's not 31 days, it's okay. 31 is victorious Christian life. So I'm like, okay, next one. I also pray my husband. And every single day is a different area. So by the time the month's over, I've prayed for everything. Example: Today is the 17th. Today it is his priorities. Um, husband, though, here, here's just an example. Like I pray for his wife, which is me. It would help my heart to be right in his family, his work, his finances, his sexuality, and I also put beside it. See, number one, because that has to do with me. Me being right, um, his affection, his temptations, number seven, his mind, mouth, and his messages, his fears, his purpose, his choices. So by the time that it's all that month's over, I've prayed for every aspect of my husband's life within that month, and I have a verse that goes with it. My children, I also was like, Lord, I'm asking you for a whole bunch, grain as my children, and then also me as a wife, me as a mom. But then I have praising God's name. I, I don't want to just ask, ask, ask. I want to be thankful. As well so every day thanking him and then I also for those of you who have older children for the girl's mates same thing I pray for a different area and they're like so it's a way to make your prayer life come to life instead of just praying Lord thank you for today give me a great day but we need to desire 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 him and daily direct our prayer toward him um, next let's go on um, daily die to self I need to daily die to self. So I have to dethrone self, me, myself, I, needs to get off of the throne of my life and allow God to sit on the throne of my life. That doesn't mean I'm less than. It doesn't mean that my t- opinions don't count. I'm not a doormat, but God's in control. And I submit to whatever God wants in my life. And because I'm submitting to him, now you know what? Now I can. I can submit easier er more easily, I guess I should say, to my husband because I'm submitting to God. One way to get God in is just get out of the way. Marriage isn't just about you. It's not. I want my needs met, but it's not just about me. Marriage is all about me loving God and loving God enough to love my husband more than myself. There's two items on the shelf they say, serving God, serving self. You cannot do both. You're going to serve God? Great. Then you can't Serve yourself. You're going to serve yourself? Great. Then you're not, what, serving God. So you've got to pick and choose. Pick and choose what you want. You want to serve God with, and love him with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your might? Listen, he gave his all for you. He came and he didn't just halfway die for you. He didn't halfway pay a price for you. He gave his all for you. So how can I not give my all back to and for him? as a thank you for what you've done for me. Daily decide to live a spirit-filled life. And I brought another little something. Um, I love visuals. So I've got two cups here, okay? I should have written me, but I've, I actually have it like this. Me, and I'm full. I have so much that I'm full of, things that I want, things I desire, me, 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 me. me. But God says that we need to be spirit-filled. How can I be spirit-filled if I'm already full? Where's he supposed to? I, I want him to just kind of come in and fill in the cracks. What? That's not spirit-filled. So I have to do what? I have to be empty in order to be full. Now, I can, I can fill this up, and I'll probably need one more thing of water. Even this is fine. Uh, No, not that one. It needs to be clear. But I can fill the... oh. Right here, this is good. I'll just use her water. I can fill this up right here, and I can put the, wa- the water in, and this is what we do many times. Am I full of God? No, this was pure water. Would you want to drink this one right here? No, why? Because it's full of a bunch of other junk. This right here, in order for me to be full of God and to be full or spirit-filled, then I have to this just for the visual in order to be filled with god i have to be empty and now now god can totally and i should have gone more i just don't want to spill it on the floor and god would have way more than this and then i can give out of overflowing not give out of just i only have you know nothing to give so are you spirit filled the only way that you can is to get yourself out of the way okay lord here i am please use me daily deposit You're going to daily deposit love to your hubby. Daily, 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 daily deposit love. Do you know his love language? Did you know that you love the way that you want to be loved? I love time. That's not my husband's love language. The Five Love Languages is a great book. If you don't know his love language, find it out. Read the book. It's great. My husband's love language has even changed at the beginning it was physical touch now it's words of affirmation he loves words of affirmation if I don't give him words of affirmation but I'm giving him time his love bank account is still on zero he still feels unloved even though I'm giving him all the time And I feel so loved right now but he is still on zero so make sure that you find out what his love language is um, in order to be able to love your hubby and to deposit into your hubby, it means that you have to love him like you want to be loved. Love your neighbor as yourself. First Corinthians thirteen, thirteen. My husband read it last night. Charity is the greatest of these. It's the greatest. The greatest thing that you can give your husband is love. Love him unconditionally. That's what we want. I wake up in the morning, my husband's like, Hey, beautiful, I am not beautiful. What you see, this is hypocritical. (laughs) This is not what she looked like this morning. I walk to the mirror and I'm like, oh, girlfriend, you're going to need a lot of help today. (laughs) Where do I start? But he'll say, good morning. Good morning, beautiful. And he's just so loving. He loves me so much. And yet sometimes I'm the one who doesn't. I hold on to things, you know and I think about things, and I have to just love. I have the greatest thing I can do. Now listen, as I deposit daily love, and I'm giving of myself, which seems unfair, and I'm submitting, and I'm loving, and I'm daily depositing all this into his love bank, guess what? It adds up. And he is now, the, every wise woman builds her house. You have a beautiful house. You never take like an axe and let's just go chop it down. Yeah! Destroy the house. But we do that to our husband all the time. Every wise woman builds her house. How do I do that? By loving God, and now I love God so much, he can flow through me into my husband. Love covers a multitude, a multitude of sin. Um, Proverbs 10, 12, if I can find it. It says, hatred stirreth up strifes, but love covereth all sins. You need to love like it's your last day. Love until your last breath. What if it was the last chance that you could love your man today? What if you knew he was going to die tomorrow? I saw this quote, love the people that God has given you because one day he'll want them back. One day he's going to want them back. You see the little widows and you're just like, oh, your heart just breaks, but somehow we think that we're going to have our man for forever. What if today was the last day? Did you tell him that you love him? Did you tell him that you appreciate him? What if it was their last day to say, okay, honey, whatever you want? Daily discover that although you're not the leader of the home, you can lead by example. That is our out. First Peter three, one through two says this Likewise ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. That if any obey not the word, if he's unsaved, or he's not living like he should be, not just even unsaved, but what if my husband's like not even doing right? They also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. What does that mean? I can state what I say. Yes, I should be able to. We talk about it, great, final decision is his. But how I respond, that's important. He's gonna watch me and how I love God and how I trust him. A lot of times that will turn him. You ever had a child who bucks up against you? And when they buck, what do you wanna do? No, you don't, you buck back. I'm the boss. What do we think that's going to do to our husband? He's supposed to be the head of the home, and we're like, no, I'm it. Well, now it's a... Life will be so much happier, so much easier if you'll just do it God's way. Like God's way says submit, and when I do that, whew, takes a whole lot of burden off of me. I told you I had devos with the kids, but God worked that all out. Then all of a sudden, my husband came in. He was leading the devotions, and not because I told him to, he just did it because he watched my example. I asked him this. I said, so what, what is it that made you do this? He said, first of all, the pressure was taken off because I wasn't pushing him or shoving him or telling him. Da, da, da. He said, you took the pressure off, and here was his words. Ultimately, God got more of me. He gave God more of him, and when he did, guess what? Now the change came. So getting more of God in my marriage begins with me. I have to move things out. I have to move things in. I have to deny, deny Satan's authority, destroy my lack of faith, depart from evil, and die to self. But I also have to move in daily desiring to love and follow God. Live out loud, LOL. Live out loud. It's not just a walk. Your walk talks, excuse me, your walk talks and your talk talks. But your walk always talks louder than your talk talks. I can sing, I love you, Lord, and then go home and treat my husband like trash. What? Right? So my walk, how I'm actually living my life out is talking way louder than my words have ever said anything. So live out loud. Daily direct your cry to God. Daily decide to live a spirit filled, not okay, you can have a little bit of me and I'm I'm pretty full, so fill in the cracks type of No no no. Totally get off the throne of your heart. And as you move things in and some things out. You will notice that. And I took a couple ladies here for us to think about. Excuse me. You'll notice that unlike Delilah, who ruined a man, who ruined a spiritual man on purpose, that you will encourage your spiritual leader of your home. Stop and think about that. Delilah ruined a spiritual man on purpose. Unlike Rachel, who was beautiful. Remember Rachel and Leah? Leah was the eyesore and Rachel was beautiful. Okay, unlike beautiful Rachel, you know, beautiful on the outside, but was disappointing on the inside, that you will have grown more beautiful in God's eyes and irresistible in your husband's. That gives me chill bumps. Like Orpah, who lived by design, unlike, excuse me, unlike Orpah, who lived by design and not default. You don't have to be like that. don't just live by default. Orpah didn't want to do it God's way. Like Naomi, you can make up for lost time. And like Mary, the mother of Jesus, you can be a vessel that God can use. <clears throat> and I have something here, and I will just show it to you real fast. It's just a party favor that I ripped the end off, but it's a great example. But you can be the vessel that God flows into and through. And through. That's what the married life's all about. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for loving us. God, I love you with all that I have. Please help me to live that out in my actions and not just my words. In your name I pray, amen.